This is Love Talk, the Monica Marshall Podcast. For everyone who desires honest soul-to-soul conversations that will encourage, empower, and fire you up to break strongholds, establish your role in God's plan for this world, and to take bold actions. Here's your host, Monica Marshall. Hi, friends. We are currently in a fall series called Fear Not, Daily Reminder of Who is in Charge. My hope is that each day you grow more and more in confidence and develop a supernatural courage and boldness. Welcome back, my friends. I'm so glad you are here, and I really hope you are getting something positive out of this podcast and that in some ways it's really life-giving to you. Yesterday, I asked, given that you fear the Lord and live in faith, do you speak up or remain silent? I ask whether you share your faith with others, whether you stand up for what is from God. And I ask if you pray publicly, shine your light and fight the good fight. I ask, even with all the faith and reverence for the Lord, whether you act in fear. Today, we will unpack the subject of fear of putting ourselves out there, out in the open, living that Christian life out loud. And whether we are Christians or not, we are often afraid to be ourselves and share our beliefs wondering what others would think of us. That need for approval is almost critical to us and our egos. But at the end of the day, the approval from those people means very little if we go to bed feeling like we put on an act all day instead of being ourselves. If you are a Christian, afraid to be yourself out of fear of what other non-Christians would think of you, you have to remember that you live in a different reality than those who do not believe. What seems normal to us has been rejected by them for a long time. We may seem foolish to those whose minds have not been renewed and enlightened by the Holy Spirit. It does not matter, my friends. Do your thing. Do what you were called for. The moment you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you developed a whole new outlook on life and were given a very strict moral compass. You know what is right versus what is wrong, according to the Word, and you know the definition and repercussions of the sin. On the positive side, you know what the life post-salvation looks like and how fulfilling it is. The joy and peace that you can experience that was once foreign to you is now something that steers in your belly daily. Well, at least it's in my belly. Maybe you have a different place in your body where it steers. But you know the feeling. And you know the depths of love you received from the Lord and you actually feel loved for just existing. You know you are loved for just being and being you. You know you were created on purpose and that your life matters. And I don't know about you, but I often get so overtaken by his goodness that I want everyone to experience the process of surrender and salvation and receive that price of life lived by faith. Filled with peace, joy, and love. I get so excited about it. I want to scream the good news of the rooftops and 
I kid you not, there are days that I just want to run to people and tell them the good news. Do you ever feel that way? This is where the spirit of fear manifests itself in our lives more often than we would like to admit. A crippling fear of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. We just get timid and shy and scared. Sometimes just rather hide than speak up. We live in a culture dominated world where a definition of what is appropriate to be spoken often excludes the mentioning of Jesus. Praying out loud is often a no-no. I don't know where you work and if you work, but if you work in certain corporations, you may have been asked not to pray with your coworkers. Asking if someone knows Jesus at this point is just a plain crime in many environments. And because of that, as Christians, we may feel intimidated, unsure, nervous, or just plain scared. However, the Bible tells us that bringing his kingdom to this world is actually our assignment and we should feel all the confidence and reassurance in the world while doing so. I used to struggle with being outspoken about my faith and during that time, I, I have to say I was a pretty, pretty new Christian and I was on fire, but I was so conflicted because of the environment I was in that I remained silent most of the time. Well, I asked the Lord to show me what it looked like to be vocal without any fear. And I was quickly pointed to the book of Acts, chapter 26. In chapter 26, Paul is on trial and is given an opportunity to defend himself. Friends, I can never think or talk about this chapter without this unexplainable excitement. Paul in this story is all of us. In this little chapter, he is literally all of us. Every single human walking on this planet. Those who refused to accept Jesus and persecute him. Those who surrendered and received him. And those who are now walking in faith. Like I said, all of us. For the sake of time, I will go through the story very quickly, but I really encourage you to read Acts 26 today and ask the Lord to reveal where you are in your journey and what his assignment for you is at this point. You won't be disappointed. I think you'll really like the story. Okay, so back to Paul's story. So in this chapter, we see Paul being brought in front of King um, Agrippa and Festus and give him permission to speak for himself. This is a moment when he can say, I'm innocent of what you are saying I did and you can release me. First, he talks about living in conviction that all Jesus's followers had to be imprisoned and or put to death. So here is us before Jesus. He then moves on to tell a story of seeing the presence of Jesus and being blinded on the way to Damascus. 
present here is us on a day we surrendered. Lastly, and this is where the exciting stuff happens, Paul describes the assignment he was given by the Lord. He says, I am seeing, sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Receiving Jesus and his assignment changed Paul completely. And here you can see us now walking in faith. And this is where the story gets really good. Can you tell I'm super excited? I just, I just love Paul on trial. So Paul, who has a chance to defend himself, literally digs himself a nice deep hole because of who and whose he is at this point of his life. In verses 19 to, through 23, he talks about teaching Gentiles and Jews how to repent and turn to God. He's talking about God rescuing him from the possibility of being killed by the Jews. The protection he received. He's talking about the Messiah and his resurrection. He is speaking boldly, convinced of the truth. At this point, his story is so wild that Festus interrupted him by saying, you are out of your mind, Paul. So he's basically saying, Paul, you completely lost your mind. Are you crazy? You are a complete loon. <laughs> oh, I love it. And at this moment, Paul does not back up. He does not crumble under fear of shame. He's not afraid to be judged by those who do not know Jesus. He only cares about his Lord. He says, I am not insane. What I am saying is true and reasonable. You see, he can speak those words because his mind has been renewed. He now has a mind of Christ. And because of that, what seemed impossible to the common eye to the non-believing heart, things such as healings or raising people from death or being protected in some ways, to Paul, who now saw it through Jesus' mind, it was normal and made perfect sense. The story continues with the king asking Paul if he thought that in such a short time he could persuade him to be a Christian, to which Paul replied, short time along, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. He prays and he hopes for their salvation, whether it's going to happen today tomorrow or 10 years from now. He's not backing down. He is speaking the truth and shining the light in faith and in hope that those who are lost will hear the Lord and turn their, turn their faces to him. Friends, I will say it again. 
Paul in this chapter is all of us, and I personally want to be Paul on trial. Yes, it may be a little uncomfortable to put ourselves out there, but we have a mind of Christ now. We see things through his eyes, signs and wonders, miracles. It all seems possible and makes perfect sense. Because of that, we can let the fire burning inside of us start blazing and we can, in faith, speak the truth to all whether they know Jesus or not. Now, the conversations may be different based on their walk. Those who haven't met Jesus may need to hear about his love and grace and the gift of salvation before you start calling them out on their sin. They may need to be introduced to our Papa, the one that who loves us, the one who created us in his image. Those already walking in faith may need to be redirected to the straight and narrow path. We may have to step into the lies and say, listen, friend, you are sleeping. Let me pray with you. Let's go to Jesus together. Either way, you, you have all that it takes to have those conversations. So don't hesitate. Speak up. Speak the truth and share the good news with a joyful heart. You truly have what it takes. Please don't ever doubt it. Let me lead you in a prayer. I will leave you with a few minutes of melody so you can have a soul-to-soul chat with the Father. Be raw and honest and just lay it all out in front of Him. No filter, no pretty words, no grammatically edited sentences. Just you and your heart. Those are the best prayers. Lord, you knew that Paul was going to bring your kingdom to this earth before he was even born. You knew his destiny while he was still on the wrong path. You stepped in front of him and redirected him so he could become who you created him to be. We are so thankful that you don't literally blind us while drawing us closer to yourself, not physically at least. We are thankful that you enter our hearts and reform us in the gentlest of ways. Lord, I ask that those listening to this prayer know that you don't see them based on their past and on their sin, but based on their destiny. I ask that you show them how beautifully they were made and the great plans that you have for their lives. Lord, I ask that any fear related to sharing the gospel with the word, any fear related to speaking the truth and bringing those who are slipping back to you, that any fear related to living their Christianity out loud diminishes now. Now as we pray these words. Father, I ask that boldness that Paul spoke during his trial is the boldness that we all inherit. I ask that Paul's belief that those who are listening to him may become what he was in you grow into our beliefs. I ask that you release us into the world and that you give us confidence 
to speak.